So um, just to remind you that our Christmas service is Friday, and it's our Christmas Eve morning service. <laughs> so it's at 10 o'clock in the morning. So don't come in the evening. You're going to watch a movie then. <laughs> so come at 10 a.m. I know it's weird. Just go with it. Um, so Christmas is definitely a celebration of Jesus coming to earth, and we do celebrate with our families. And I really hope that you have a fabulous, great Christmas time. I mean, it's definitely my favorite season of the year. I love it. So kids, tell me, who was Jesus' mother? Good. And who was Jesus' earthly dad? Joseph. Good job. Can you imagine how excited Joseph and Mary was when they realized that the promise of Jesus that has been prophesied and promised for so many years is going to finally arrive? Can you imagine that? Yeah, you can. So Jesus, the Son of God, was going to be born, right? And eventually Jesus was going to die for our sins and pay the ultimate price for us to one day go to heaven, right? And that promise has finally come to fulfillment. I think that was so exciting, very exciting. Um, when Jesus was born that day, there was a big show. Who can remember what happened? What happened that day? Uh, a star appeared, right? A star, and there was three wise men. They saw the star that came from afar, and then angels appeared to Jesus, oh, to Jesus, to the shepherds, and they were singing. So I think this was a, an amazing show to announce the birth of Jesus. A really awesome show. Can you imagine angels singing um, in the fields? But you know, after Jesus was born, what happened? Can anybody remember? There was crazy things that happened. Yes, King Herod wanted to kill Jesus because he was afraid. And um, he killed all the little boys that was younger than two years old. Jesus and his family had to flee. You know, they had to run in the nighttime. And uh, so Jesus was born. And now there was a lot of time that needed to go past before he eventually would die on the cross for our sins. It was around 33 years. That's a long time. You know, that promise took a while after it arrived to come through, right? And it's the same when we started serving God. There was a big party in heaven. Has, did you guys decide to serve Jesus yet? If you decided to serve Jesus yet, you raise your hand. Let me see. Right? There's a whole lot of kids that made that decision and some adults. So the day that you started serving Jesus, there was a big party in heaven. Luke 15 verse 7 says this. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. So when you gave your life to Jesus, when you said yes to him, heaven had a party. You know, and, and many times on earth, there was a party. People clapped for you. They were excited. Maybe someone prayed for you. And uh, you heard, like, this is the best decision you could have ever made. And you walked away thinking, man, everything's going to fall in place. It's going to all change now because now I serve this great creator God. And then, you, you know what? You walk away and you, you read in the Bible and you read about a great future breakthrough promises, peace and joy. But then many times, 
you go back to a lot of the same things. I don't know if you've ever seen that. You're so excited, and then you go back to the situation still the same. Nothing changed. You had this expectation. You have these promises, but everything is kind of still the same. And that's really what happened with Jesus. They had this great expectation, and then many things happened that looked like it was not going the right way. So I want to speak a little bit about this middle, joy in the middle. This from when you started giving your life to Jesus and the end where you actually receive the fulfillment of the promises. So Jesus' birth wasn't just the promise of salvation, but it was also the guarantee of salvation. So it was the promise, but also the guarantee saying, yes, this is the promise, but it's going to happen. Now, salvation doesn't just talk about going to heaven, right? There's more to it than just going to heaven. Now, that's a big part of it because we definitely do want to go to heaven. Um, But it also speaks about total well-being for your spirit, your soul, and your body here on earth. So let me read you the scripture. John 10 verse 10. It says, it's known, you might know this one. The thief does not come except to steal to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Right? So that is one of the promises that Jesus gave us. This is why I came. So in kids' church, what do we do when we learn our memory verses? Any kids remember? (laughs) We say it over and over and over again. That's true. But what do we do? We have actions. So this is our memory verse for today. And um, I want to encourage you and um, force you adults to join us. Um, Please join in the fun. So I'm going to teach you this verse with some actions. So kids, I need your help. These adults, they don't know how to do this. They've never done this or they've done it in a, haven't done it in a very long time with actions. So um, I think the best way is that we stand. So if you're able to stand, please stand with me. You know how to stand? I'm so glad. You know how to stand? Good job. All right, you need a little space. Make sure you have a little space. All right. So you, you're able to see the verse up there. Now I'm going to teach you the actions. All right, you have to listen up, otherwise you're going to be lost. It says the thief, so the thief speaks about the devil, right? So we're going to make us some horns. You remember that? The thief does not, then you're going to, does not come except to steal. So act like you're stealing something from someone. Like grab it quickly. Now this one feels a little wrong, but you know what? We have to go with it. And to kill. So, you know, like maybe slit your throat or whatever. <laughs> it's not so wrong. <laughs> and to destroy. Now destroy, you're going to stomp your feet. So destroy something. And then it says, but I, finger in the air, have come that they, like so show to everybody, that they may have life. Now I want you to jump. May have life with your hands in the air. And now listen to this, that they may have it more abundantly. Oh, you're good? You okay? More abundantly, I want to see those jumping up and down a few times. Like more abundantly, like woohoo, whatever you want to do. <laughs> All right, so let's go through it one more time with the actions slowly. And then we're going to just say it with the actions. You guys ready? The thief 
does not come except to steal and to kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life jump and that they may have it more abundantly. So let's do it one more time, guys. And I'm not going to speak. You ready? But I want to hear you. I want to hear all the kids. John, I want to hear you. And Gray and Eden. You guys ready? One, two, three. Good job. You can give yourself a hand. Thank you so much. You can sit, take your seats. Good job, adults, and great job, children. This is a great way to learn scripture, no matter your age, or, um, or teach it to your children, or yourself. That's mainly how I learn scripture. <laughs> Add some actions to it. All right. So after you encou- your encounter with Jesus, there is this middle where Jesus is, God is busy shaping you. And it's called sanctification, um, development, maturing, where we grow, right? Now let me read to you the definition of sanctification. This was so good. It says, the action of making or declaring something holy, the action or process of being freed from sin or purified, the process of sanctification takes deliberate action on our part. Man, that is such a great definition. So this is the middle where we change, where we mature, where God changes us. James 1 verse 2 to 4 says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect. That you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Count it all joys. So it's saying in this middle, there's going to be all kinds of trials. Have you experienced trials in your life? Yeah, I have. All kinds. (laughs) All the different ones. But it says count it all joy. Because you know that God is busy with you. He is maturing you. He is growing you. He's busy with that process of sanctification. So that you can get to the end, the promise. The birth of Jesus was the fulfillment of a promise and the guarantee of salvation, like I said. But there was that middle where Jesus had to grow up, right? And you, you shouldn't think for one minute that the middle isn't important because that's the mistake we make. We think the middle is not important. We don't want the middle. It's not fun. It's not nice. But we need the middle because you know why? Because if that promise comes and we didn't have the middle, I don't think it's going to be all that good. Because we are not mature enough. We didn't, we, our characters would fail. You know, if I think about myself years ago, man, I'm so glad that there was a middle. And I'm not saying I'm at the end, but now, you know, this is a different middle. <laughs> ah, right. Let's read Romans 3 verse 22. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the fruit you get leads to sanctification, and its end is eternal life. So if you're a child, you got a paper. 
So get your papers out of your bags if you don't have it already. Wave it at me. Is there any children that didn't get a bag? Everybody good with a bag? You need a bag? Can someone bring Ryan a bag, please? Maybe Maverick. <laughs> All right. There's another child out there. There's more. There's two more there. Josh's kids, two more. I think we need a few bags. You need a bag? All right. We're just waiting on the bags. We need some in the front here with Crystal, with Ryan. And there at the back, some. Just raise your hand again or wave it again if you need a bag. To your left and right, Miss. Yeah. Is there more bags? Behind you, Mr. Jason. Is there more bags or no? All right. There they come. All right, you get your paper and you got some markers in there. So you feel free to color in the, the nice Christmas ornaments I made for you. But then you'll see there is three R's and another thing. So this is where you're going to fill it in. <clears throat> Anyone still needs a bag? Just lift your hand. Good. All right. So this is what to do in the middle. I know you don't have uh, papers adults, but you can maybe write it down on your phone or, you know, in your mind. <laughs> Phone is a little bit better than the mind sometimes. Um, so f the first thing you do is remember the promise. Say it with me. One, two, three. Remember the promise. This is where you pray the word of God over your life. You take those promises that God has given you of breakthrough, of victory, of peace, and you start prophesying it over your own life. And you spend time with God so that you can make sure that you don't forget you know, we don't pray and speak these promises over ourselves to remind God. Because He remembers. He knows. So during this time, you'll see on your paper there's a F-A-T that spells fat. Very easy to remember. Some of us easier than others. <laughs> so fat, right? The F stands for faithful. You can write next to your F, you can write faithful. So while you are... In this middle, stay faithful, faithful to God and faithful to grow. What we do many times is we isolate. Have you ever seen yourself do that? When you're in the middle and it's challenging, you kind of says, oh, I don't want to go to church. I don't want to go to life group. I don't want to spend time with people. I'm just going to like be here in my house alone. And we don't stay faithful to growth. Because I don't know about you, I don't grow all that much alone. Because there's no one to challenge me. I'm all fine by myself, looking in the mirror, thinking, I am all good. But as soon as you get with other people, you realize, oh, maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. The A stands for available. Available. Available to serve. Serve with your time and your talents. So in this middle, be available. Join something. Be available to serve. And you're not too young to serve, you know. Don't think because you're a child that you can't add some value. And then the T stands for trainable. To stay humble and trainable. Make sure that you stay trainable. And uh, this is really guarding against pride. Pride sneaks in so easily into our lives. 
You know, who knows kings? Da- who knows about David? Who remembers David? Lift your hand if you remember David in the Bible. So what did David do? Many things, right? But do you remember when David was anointed to be king? Can anybody remember that story? So what was David busy doing when Samuel came? Samuel, right? Yeah, Samuel came to anoint Daniel. He was looking after his sheep, right? His father's sheep. So he was a shepherd. And his brothers had to go get him. And in front of his brothers and his father, David got the promise. He got anointed to be king. But you know what happened after Samuel left? Did David become king? No. What did he do? His dad said, all right, good show. Go back, David. Go back to the sheep. He went back to being a shepherd. He didn't go with Samuel, put on the crown, got on the chariot and, you know. Nothing like that happened. He had to go back. But that day, it was promised that he was going to be the king of Israel. So David was in that middle where he received the promise, and now he had to mature to actually be a good king, right? He wasn't ready to be the king of Israel, but he was faithful. He went back to the sheep, and, you know, you also read that he served in in the palace. He played the harp right? And uh, he had to grow and mature, and he had to go through a process of sanctification to not be all, ooh, I'm going to be the king. Because <laughs> that's how most of us will be like, hey, bro, they chose me, not you, right? Telling your sisters and your brothers, like, I'm better than you. <laughs> Watch out now, like Simba, you know, in the story Lion King. Now, God wants to use us for his glory, And you know what? When you're a child, all the kids, lift up your hands. Show me that you're listening. Many times God, most of the time, God will use your parents to help you mature and help you grow your character. So when your mom, you can lift, put your hands down again. When your mom or dad tells you, hey, buddy, this is not how we do this. Listen to them because they know better. And that's what God does with us as adults. Hey, buddy. Hey, sis. Mm-mm. He knows better. <laughs> um, second thing we have to do in the middle is, with your second R, risk by saying yes to growth. Risk by saying yes to growth opportunities. So David chose to put himself in between the sheep and the lion. He was risking, right? And he put himself in between the sheep and the bear. And eventually, the giant and God's people, Israel. By taking care of others, um, you should, we should start taking care of others and not just our own stuff. All right. The third thing you have to do in the middle, this is your last R, is rest in God's way and timing. Rest in God's way and timing. God's way is not our way. You know, and many times it will go against our flesh. But we have to lay down many things in this journey. And remember, this life isn't about us. It's when we forget that it is about us, when we forget to lay down these things. And God places us in spiritual family because God knew that we needed people. I can tell you how many times in my life that I had to change my attitude or lay down my pride when leaders in my life spoke to me about certain things 
And I mean, it's not easy when someone tells you like, you know, something that's not wrong with or not right with you, you know. Maybe it's an attitude. Maybe it's something you do. Those moments are tough. But we have to risk or rest in God's way and timing. Know that His plan is good. 2 Timothy 2 verse 21. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, he will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house, ready for every good work. So I want us to, did you all get a paper ornament when you walked in? Okay, get out your paper ornaments. If you didn't get an ornament, just raise your hand. We have some people in the front that didn't get ornaments. And if you don't have a pen, you can also raise your hand. You need a pen and you need a little um, ornament hanger thing. Oh, sorry, this is for the adults. So um, I, I think we just made for the adults, yeah. So all the adults. Yeah, the kids, you can write it on your pages if you want. Here in the front, some more. Some hooks. All right, I'm in the front, Tiger. Yeah, you can use your kids' markers if you want. No, it's for the adults. So all, if you have, make sure you have an ornament and a hook and a pen. Anybody need a pen? Raise your hand there at the back. All right. Yo. <laughs> All right. Everybody sorted. All right. So, mm -hmm. no, just keep it. Thank you. We'll speak about it later. <laughs> All right. So, I want us just to take a moment. If, um, Gabe, you guys can just give us some background music, that would be great. We all have areas in our lives that are not yet submitted under the Lordship of Jesus. And I was thinking about Christmas and, and God, and I want to say, let's, this could almost be like a present to Him, where we say, Lord, I want to lay down this area of my life in front of You and put it under Your Lordship. Um, I want to give my life to You as a gift. Yeah, maybe not that song. <laughs> so you're going to use your ornament and right at the back of it, you're going to write down what it is that you want to lay as a gift in front of God today. What do you want to give Him and say, Jesus, I'm putting this under your Lordship. It could be a relationship. Maybe you have a relationship that's not following God's ways. It could be a sin that you're holding on to. Many times we have some sin in our lives and we kind of just want to hold on to it. You know? Maybe you're addicted to something. God does not want you to be addicted to anything. Maybe there's a certain mindset that you need to surrender to God. 
Maybe you've made certain things in your life an idol, like work, money, sport, shopping, someone. So what is the one thing that you want to lay down in front of God today? So I'm going to stop speaking. I'm just going to pray for us. And then just take a minute and write it down at the back of this ornament and hook your hook onto your ornament. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would speak to each and every one of us. I pray that you show us so clearly what it is that we need to submit under your Lordship today.